Hello, I'm Sean Capri, gamer, podcaster, human being. Every day, millions of podcasts are downloaded onto smart cellular telephones. These are incredible devices that have changed our lives for the better, but sadly, more podcasts are going unrated on iTunes now more than ever. An unrated podcast can suffer dire consequences. But if you act today, if you review We The GamerCast right now, you can ensure this cute little hungry podcast will get the nutrition and education it needs to grow up to be a doctor or a teacher. If you rate We The GamerCast on iTunes today, screen cap your review and tweet at Sean Capri, hashtag WeTheGamerCast, and we'll send you a photo of Sean eating a gluten-free sandwich and reading a comic book. We'll also read your review at the top of the show. To make the biggest impact, you can show your support with a haiku review. Don't let your favorite podcast go hungry. Support Canadian creators today and help end sappy appeals like this one. Capri and welcome to episode 38 of a brand new rebooted We the Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com and it publishes every Monday on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for hitting that subscribe button and for everybody who has written a review, five stars, thank you. I know that you're already listening and that you're subscribing and the fact that you went above and beyond with that rating is amazing. Thank you so much. If you're new, guys, if this is the first time you're here, let's lay it out. Every week, I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet to talk about video games. And if you want to be part of the show, tweet at me, at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants, sometimes Capri like the sun, like the juice. What a week. My voice is like barely coming back here. It, it's a combination of the fact that it's three in the morning right now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, and I've been podcasting all week. Holy crap! Four episodes last week. Thank you guys for all of your support. I know some of you are new today, so thank you so much for being here, and and you're here because of all the great stuff that we were talking about last week with with E3. It's kind of weird. I don't know if it is because it's three in the morning, um, but E3 feels like a lifetime ago. It seems like there's just been so much to talk about, so many things coming out. And that just seems like, man, that seems like forever ago. Does it seem like that to you guys? Maybe not. Maybe it just, I'm a little over caffeinated right now. I had a, I had a coffee way too late in the evening. <laughs> I've been playing games all night. We'll talk about that in a second. And we hit a point where I'm like, I don't really need a coffee, but I kind of want to just keep playing. And what time was that? That was probably at about 1130. And it just kept going. And I, my eyes haven't blinked. I think I'm at about like a two blink per minute rate at this minute. If you're even understanding this, that's, that's just a bonus. Um, it's three in the morning. Chelsea is away shooting a wedding in Calgary, Alberta. So I, I have an empty house aside from the three dogs in the basement. 
I still might go back downstairs and play some more Black Ops on Xbox. We've just been playing. Oh my, oh, I'll get to that in a second. Holy crap. I first, I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about giving huge thanks. I couldn't have done last week without some of the greatest people on the internet joining me to talk about E3 and just really like bringing it. I just, I, I didn't really give any outlines or anything we just sort of said like what do you how do you guys want to do this and let's just talk however you want to talk and that's kind of the way i like to do things every every week obviously like one-on-one seems a little easier to do it that way um but when you have two people as your guests it could get messy but it worked i think so anyways i had a great time so thank you so much kaylee woomer seamus mullins making his return finally everybody's wondering what the heck i've been talking about with seamus man he just killed it. Seamus, if you're listening, thank you so much. I don't, I, I've like kind of sent you some like texts and like, it just doesn't come across the same way as just thank, like thanking you like this. I've told everybody like, you got to check this guy out. Seamus does a great radio show. Follow on Twitter at Pixels Rising. Guys, you just got to get a little more Seamus in your life. I got to tell you, like, I, I can't wait to have him back one day, maybe for a one year anniversary. We're about halfway there. I can't believe it's been that long already. But man, thank you so much to Seamus and Kaylee for that Sony episode. Just absolutely killed it. And thank you to Fiona McKinnon and Greg Kozlowski. Holy cow. Another great episode with those two. You guys just... Oh, what what else can I say? Thank you so, so much. Fiona has been doing podcasts like crazy. She's now done two here. She's doing stuff with Bobby Pauls, who of course I'm leaving till last. Thank you, Bobby. Without any hesitation, he's like, where do you need me? When do you need me? So thank you so much. Couldn't have done any of this stuff without you guys. I can't believe you're taking the time out of your day to talk video games with me more than once. Everybody's coming back. This is so, so nice. I'm a little overwhelmed by all the support. And uh, today's episode, you'll get you'll get to know a little more about that because we have Antonio Guillen. He's going to talk about all the things that he wants to do for this show. I don't even know what to do with myself. It's kind of weird because I honestly like in my head nobody's listening <laughs> to this. So the fact that people are listening and somebody has come has approached me to say like I want to actually work on this project with you. It's just kind of like wait, like am I being punked? Is this real? Am I like I don't even know. So we'll get into that in a little bit. I'll we'll get into what Antonio has in mind. He's just, he's insane. So thank you, Antonio. I know you're listening. Thank you. We're, uh, I'm probably, <laughs> you're probably discovering that, that I'm more of a handful than you had in mind. So we'll see how this goes. I have a feeling that I'll probably just be scaring you away from all of this, but we'll see. Let's get into library goodness before we talk about what else I've been playing <laughs> all night now that we're few minutes into three we're it's father's day we're three hours into father's day overly caffeinated let's talk about library goodness we'll start with some battleborn um that that's kind of what i was doing tonight i tried a couple a couple nights ago to get into battleborn tried again last night getting through kind of like there's a bit of a story there and um i just sort of fell asleep last night which is weird to think because now it's three in the morning as i've mentioned three or four times I just, it put me to sleep. I was not, I was not into the lore or whatever they're trying to build there. I, I was not digging it. And then tonight, 
I had neighbor Matt over. We had some side-by-side TV screen action going. He brought his Xbox One over. We're playing some multiplayer games all night. And we really just wanted to like this game. And both of us kind of came away from it going, eh. like, I just, I don't know what it is. I, I'm missing something. I can't quite put my finger on it. It's really funny. It definitely has, like, that humor from Borderlands. And it has, remember Borderlands, like, everybody had a bit of a power-up and a cool-down period and all that kind of stuff? Um, it has, it has that feeling to it. I'm just not feeling this. I'm not digging it. It just, uh, anything I say is just going to be disparaging to it. So we'll leave it at that. I'm going to take it back to the library. The greatest thing about the library is I could test out a game. And if I want to pick it up later and kind of have it as my permanent collection, that's really how I'm treating this whole thing. And Battleborn isn't going to be the one to make it. I'm glad that I was able to try it. And I really, like, this is the best possible situation for me to try this game, is to have Neighbor Matt sitting right next to me, and we just play side by side. We each have a full screen to ourselves. I mean, what else could you ask for? This is just, I, it's not it's not clicking with me, but if you guys, let me know. If, if I'm missing something with this, please, I, I feel like I might be, and I feel kind of bad that I'm, I, I have to dismiss this. I have to move on to something else. I have to keep going back to the library and see what else i've got far cry primal actually on hold there so i might go pick that up but earlier this week i also played through the order 1886 which as you probably know by now is not a difficult thing to race through and uh, i was actually surprised i liked it more than i thought i would i know that there's been some sort of people coming back to it and saying you know once you step away from that being in the launch period of the PS4 and I don't even know what it was supposed to do. Maybe people were expecting it to do more than it did. It's not bad. It's really, it's, it's not horrible, <laughs> which I know is not necessarily a glowing endorsement. Um, but I think that there's a lot of good stuff there and I really hope that they had enough success with sales that they continue on with it. I really quite like the gunplay in it. Uh, the guns themselves I liked. What I didn't really like is it, it felt like any time there was combat and it was weirdly spaced out. Like the pacing in this is definitely the issue. So anytime you had like a duck and cover moment, it's time to, time to fight. It seemed like the game was padded with like what, what felt like an overabundance of, of enemies at every stop. Like it just seemed like guys just kept coming and coming and coming. And it didn't seem really congruent with like the environment that you were in. So it seems strange to me. It's kind of like, holy cow, I've killed like 75 guys in this one sitting. And it's like probably because there wasn't much else of a game there. The other part that I didn't, I, I kind of wish that they had stretched the story just a little more. There's there's actually some pieces in here that, that I wanted to dive into, especially near the end. Things take a twist in this. Or if you guys have played it, you know what I'm talking about. There's a couple twists and a couple of relationships that go sideways that I kind of wish had come around again there's there's some pretty important stuff that happens and it doesn't really seem like the the game treats it like it's very important so maybe again if i'm missing something let me know tweet at me at sean capri sean the connery capri like the pants but i liked galahad i thought he was really kind of an interesting guy and even though he was a little bland no not bland he was nothing really that special about him but i liked i liked all the crazy kind of weaponry and all the science that kind of happens and all this stuff I liked his relationship with Isabo, or however you say her name. Um, and it, it's a game I probably could have gone after the Platinum, but truly, I just wanted to kind of get through it to 
say that I played it, which is just weird. That's but that's how my brain is working these days. Want to want to play the game and move on to the next thing. And speaking of that, my last game that I played from the library this week was Mad Max. Uh, digging right back into the the old backlog. This is something that I wanted to get get around to, and I remember it being sort of plagued by its release date. It actually came out on the same day as Metal Gear Solid, and uh, I. You know, as we'll get to in a second, I'm not really huge into Metal Gear, so it wasn't really the reason that I I didn't get into Mad Max back when it came out. It wasn't like I was distracted by Metal Gear at the time. But I honestly just didn't know anything about it at all. It seems like a lot of games have a bit of a reputation, like The Order, like Battleborn, and of course, Metal Gear Solid. We all sort of have our own preconceived notions about what, what that game's all about. But for Mad Max, like, I did not really understand what this game, like, what the, what the construct of it was. I didn't really, I got that there was gonna be a lot of vehicle, vehicular combat. No, I'm not gonna edit that. It's just, you can hear me screw up words every once in a while. It's cause I don't even have my coffee right in front of me. It's two floors down. Like, it's in the basement. My mouth is going dry here, guys. Good lord. But with Mad Max, I, uh, I didn't realize that this seemed to be cut from the same cloth as uh, as Shadow of Mordor. It seems to me that this is built in the, in a very similar way, and I don't know that I heard anybody really mention that. It it has very similar combat, which is of course very similar to the Arkham series, the whole chaining melee combat together. And for me, I always like the punching style of this so in mad max you're kind of like you're either hitting somebody with your fist or, or with a weapon with shadow of mordor it was with a sword and the whole like slicing never really felt as even though it's way more deadly it never felt quite as impactful as a nice punch to the face or a pile driver to the face for anybody who likes nacho libre there's a reference in there for you so i didn't realize it was basically the same idea Lots of things to do, lots of, of items to collect, lots of little tasks to, to complete. If you're into the sort of thing where you just want to do a thousand things and just watch the, the 100% meter fill up on every area, this game is definitely for you. I came to the realization of that, uh, in, in Shadow of Mordor actually quite a bit later. I've only a few, I'm, what am I? Probably five or six hours into Mad Max. It kind of hit me where I'm like, all I'm doing is just kind of like, going left to right across the map and I'm tearing a tower down and then I'm going to this camp over there and uh, that's probably the more interesting stuff because you can you can take down like these these little camps down in different interesting ways there's intel that you can get for secret entrances or uh, different vulnerabilities there and that's pretty interesting I kind of wish that the that the car combat you see I didn't go with the vehicular oh damn it I said it there what am I talking about here so late oh my god i thought it was gonna be a little better there's certain upgrades that you can get but it's not quite as i don't know it doesn't seem as good as as even in shadow of mordor it, i really felt powerful um quickly and frequently in shadow of mordor these are uh these upgrades in mad max are a little more iterative and i don't really know that i i notice a difference too much but i feel like maybe i'm kind of at the brink so here's where i'm at with mad max this is for another day I, I know enough. I loved Shadow of Mordor. I feel like I should love Mad Max because it is so similar. Um, so maybe for another day. I think I'm going to look at, look out for this on sale one day because I can only have it for so long from the library. I can't continue to rent and rent. Um, but eventually I think one day I'll, I'll get back to this. It's a decent game. I think it was getting like sevens 
probably I would probably give it somewhere in the seventh anyway. But it's funny because it I uh, I love Shadow of Mordor so much, and because this is so similar, I wonder if I were to go back to Shadow of Mordor, would I love it as much, or did I get my fill with that one? That game, I sort of I was going for the platinum there, and here's a here's a term. Tell me if you guys if I if you like this. I'm gonna call this a rusted platinum. Whether you get a platinum or you go for it, and the just going through the motions of all those tedious last trophies that you have to go through to get the platinum, it causes you to dislike a game. I'm calling it a rusted platinum. Tell me what you think. I think that's a thing. Let me know if that has ever happened to you. You can email, uh, what's our email address? We the gamercast at we the nerdy.com. Let me know if you guys have any rusted platinums out there. You know. You know what, it's just a term we just made up. We learned some new vocabulary today. We're going to get to Antonio in just a second. But i got to give a big shout out again to neighbor Matt. We had such a great time tonight. He walked me through the first level of Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, which is all about, apparently, limbs that are missing and the pain that you feel from the that limb that is now gone. It's a phantom pain, they say it in the game. Um, I Speaking of preconceived notions with games, I... With stealth games, I don't play them very well. I actually disliked Dishonored quite a bit because I felt like I was being sort of forced into playing the game in a certain way, even though it's not the case at all with that game. It wasn't until the very end that I realized how how open it was and how close-minded I was to, to Dishonored. But it's really because I just don't really get stealth. I've jumped into some pretty obscure JRPG stuff, especially in the last little while. And I get it. Like, there are systems that happen and you just kind of have to learn it. But for some reason, with stealth games, I just, I have some sort of weird mental barrier. And uh, so I was grateful for, for Neighbor Matt. He, he heard me mention something about Metal Gear Solid on the show in the last little while. And he's like, we're going through this first mission. We're getting you through. We're going to break through this barrier. And I'm like, that sounds great because I've definitely been thinking about it. And I'm sort of like in between games right now. There's a, I finished Doom, as I mentioned, a whole bunch of games that I'm playing right now. I, I am in kind of like a what's next mode. Um, I'm also in a very much a multiplayer mode, just kind of like pick up, see what everybody else is playing. I could go back to the division anytime here, but that's beside the point. We got through the first mission and I just didn't realize, like, I was always thinking that I should be stealthing through absolutely everything. And, and Matt just kind of gave me the go ahead. He's like, just shoot everybody. And it opened my eyes. Like, I am now, I will go back, I think, later to sort of, like, perfect it. But for now, I just need to find out the flow of this game. I need to get over, like, the controls are quite different. I think anybody who's played Metal Gear Solid, or any of them, really, like, the just even the way that you select your weapons is is very different. Everything is strange. Some strange choices, but it's it's Hideo Kojima. So what do you, what do you expect, really? So stay tuned. I feel like that's going to be a bit of a saga. I don't know that I'm real. I don't know if I'm going to like 100% dive into it, but something does tell me if, if this thing clicks with me, I could just go crazy with it because that, the, the idea of perfecting a mission to get that S ranking or even an A, I got a B on the first one. I'm pretty, pretty pleased with that because I didn't think I was doing it very well, but the game told me I was with a B. I'll take a B. These, these get degrees, right? I think that's how the saying goes. Oh man, I keep going here, guys. Like, I'm gonna tell you a little more because I'm excited about all the stuff that was announced at E3. I'm also excited about EA Access because, um, because of this great deal. If you're an, if you're an Xbox Live Gold member, you've had 
EA Access over the last little while, they don't really do a tremendous job of communicating that out to people because I've talked to so many people who just don't realize that this is a thing. So there's got to be a better way to highlight that on the, on the Xbox store or on just the, maybe you get a message. I, like, I don't remember getting a message on my, on my, on my interface, like the, on the home screen. There should be some sort of message. Equally as poorly communicated is the Xbox Live Games with Gold. It's really great on your phone, but I really, I still, if I'm missing something, I cannot find the Games with Gold. There's deals and stuff. There's WWE for free right now. I, I can find that, no problem, but I couldn't find the crew or goat simulator on uh, on my Xbox One. Super excited about all this stuff at E3. I still have games pre-ordered from Amazon from last year's E3. Games that still haven't come out, and, and some of them won't come out for still quite some time. Zelda is the number one. I cannot wait for this game. Holy crap, what a great reveal. Uh, I'm terrified. <laughs> this game, I feel, I think Bobby and I were talking about this as well, probably five six hundred hour type of game like this is something that could either take you apparently you can just go straight to the end boss and you can technically just accidentally beat the game immediately or just spend your whole time cooking and chopping down trees i don't even know this game looks it looks incredible south park of course i can't wait for south park i think i'm probably chelsea and i might be having a bit of a fight over that game when it comes out because <laughs> for who gets to play it first she played the first one i don't know at least two times she might have finished it a third time it was definitely two times in like a weekend she just went absolutely crazy with it so i, I might have my hands full with that i might have to play something else like maybe gears of war that's on my pre-order list too forza horizon 3 record even watchdogs made it i was definitely surprised by how great san francisco looked and having just been there i'm just sort of maybe enamored with with the the city choice for watchdogs too I was actually going to go back and play Watch Dogs 1 before um, Matt convinced me that Metal Gear Solid is probably a better choice, and I think most of you would probably agree there as well. Lastly, on my pre-order list, those dang Amiibo. They got me again. I cannot believe it. Just when I thought I was walking away, I was good, they bring me right back in with this stupid Super Mario Brothers line with a great-looking Diddy Kong. And that boo that glows in the dark. I pre-ordered all of them. They're all coming. I don't even... This is crazy, you guys. Usually I wait till Christmas, but I'm not even leaving that till chant. Okay, well that's enough for me. Let's get right to it. I'm going to start talking to Antonio Guillen. And my ego is going to go a little... It's going to be a little inflated here. And and it's mostly... Guys, I just don't know how to react to this kind of stuff. So bear with me. Antonio hit me up to talk about helping with the show. And I really didn't know how much he was willing to give and i just can't believe it i'm i'm super grateful this is going to be i think the start of something beautiful here he is everybody the wonderfully gracious antonio guillen so funny like i have been kind of dipping my toes into weird productions like this for a very long time uh, a friend of mine and i used to like we used to grab cheap camcorders all the time like i'm probably quite a bit older than you <laughs> like i used to do like recordings on like mini dv recorders or like oh yeah size like tape recorders and stuff we were so obsessed with um just video production in general that we would do these things with VCRs. You could actually hook up two VCRs together and we would do, we called them video collages. And it was basically just like 
smash cutting a whole bunch of our favorite parts of um, <laughs> like movies and TV shows and stuff to to tell like a new story or just basically make a new feat of comedy. So it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous because it was so hard to do. You would actually have to sit there and watch like the the playback go and then hit record on the other at the exact yeah. time, right? As right. It's going, yeah. Then you'd hit pause, and they had this thing where we used to have like the Universal, like that that screen that shows up before a Universal movie, with the world going around, and they would <laughs> they would do that over and over. It was like Family Guy, bef- like fifteen years before Family Guy was a thing, like extending the joke beyond like the three times, just going like fifteen, sixteen. Like, how long is this thing going to go on for? So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man, we've been doing this kind of stuff forever. Never really had any like real training. But the blue screen behind you totally reminds me of a video that we shot one time. We wanted to shoot kind of like a like a fake car chase scene, but we had no intention of making it look good at all. So what we did was we actually um, parked my car in front of my parents' garage and we covered their garage with like poster board, neon green poster board. It was like two feet by three feet and we just taped up. We probably had about 50 or 60 of these things covering the entire garage door. So then we would shoot like one of us driving it, like pretending like we're driving around (laughs) and we would superimpose the background behind us. Like, but it looks so terrible because clearly the car wasn't moving. And we, we ended up going out into the highway and shooting some video like backwards so that it all like that's the video that we would superimpose behind. So it looked like you're driving away. And it didn't match like which way he was turning the, the steering wheel or anything. <laughs> it was just so it was so bad. It was good, man. But yeah, so I sort of like my whole thing in life is basically, can I figure out how to do this? And then once I do, I'm, I'm fairly satisfied. And I'm so glad that uh, I don't know how you even found us and kind of I, I don't know what to say about your generosity of like wanting to contribute to the show. I'm kind of <laughs> what? Well, I don't deserve this. No, I mean, I like it's basically a long story, but like you're, I, I, when you were posting in the Phoenix Overdrive group, like I'm, you know, friends with Lee and with uh, Rebecca. What's up, Lee? What's up, Rebecca? <laughs> yeah. Sh- What's up, shout Ray? out to you guys. Uh, and, and Ray. So I saw like your stuff there and there's a lot of content out there and you could just like tell, you know, again, the, the passion that like, kind of comes through and the quality comes through Aww. and like you're, you have very good interviewing like skills. So all the people you talk to, you like really relate with them and keep the conversation flowing and kind of, you know, people feel comfortable obviously when they talk to you. So it, it all kind of made a difference where I like, I wanted to keep listening and stuff. So yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, I, I think that, you know, doing this is incredibly fun as well. Like what you're talking about, like your start is like super advanced. I never did anything like that. <laughs> there's this, uh, there's a show called the Goldbergs. Have you ever, uh, seen it? Yep. So the kid like has all this, the guy has all this footage like from his childhood yeah. and they basically like are the bulk. Well, they're like at least the core of like the story and they like incorporate all this footage. I'm like, this guy's a genius. He took his like nerd, like I'm going to make movie like home footage and like is incorporating it like 25, 30 years later, you know, like it's just such a cool thing to see. Like that's one of my favorite parts is at the end of the show where they kind of see, guess what? This whole show is about my childhood and here's a real clip that we recreated. So yeah, no, that's super advanced. I'm so glad that you're doing this and, uh, you know, getting involved in, in production and stuff. It's, it's, it's really good. I'm, I'm a big fan of the show. Well, I don't really deal with compliments too well. I'm having a hard time even right, just like processing horrible. this. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. I'm, I'm more used to that. I, 
it's probably something in my psyche that that probably needs working out. But that's prob- that's for another day, maybe for You're damage, one- Sean. I, need I was going to gonna talk on- <laughs> to you about that. It's on my list. I got Weird. notes here. Talk to Sean about his damage. Okay, man. let's do it. Let's do it. I'm opening up, man. I'm I'm full of caffeine. I'm ready to go. What do you want to know? Let's do it. Okay, let me talk to you about something that's. Okay, so I went back and I listened to all your stuff, right? <laughs> At least the last, as much as you could fit. So, you know, like eight up, eight episodes, something like that. Oh, wow. You talked about your visit to IGN. Yes. That's, I I need to talk to you more off camera, like about that, because it's Let's one of my dreams. Like, I really out. want to go and see, you know, what's up there. Um, I know you want to, let me just start like with like my background, because I know that's like your thing. Yeah. Like I started uh, listening to podcasts like two years ago yeah like two years ago I discovered podcasts I got this job where I was doing a lot of driving and gaming had always been like a passion of mine Mm -hmm. and I think you mentioned like the app on the phone and like discovering the podcast thing so iTunes is broken I hate it so I never like went through there but once the you know app was available I started messing around with it one day I'm like oh people do radio shows online they're called podcast like my whole like world like opened up on it like (laughs) from there and i discovered um ign and i discovered like gaming communities had you been going to ign before the podcast or like no not not really i think i listened to um beyond and then i went to ign i believe um so it, it was all around the same time like i had always been into like the publications like you know egm and like before nice. that they, even the online stuff they tried like with one up and like different things like that they tried to do an online format magazine for a while called something else mm-hmm. and basically pandora's box opened for me one day and i went and i told my uh girlfriend who you know i, I eventually married um I told him, like, man, there's these things, these podcasts, like you got, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you, there's this show called Beyond and I'm not even that big of a PlayStation guy, but like, I'm telling her like all this stuff and I'm like, like, don't forget to change your weapons. Like, I'm <laughs> like getting her in on different stuff. Oh, I married her, like I said, cause one day after I'm like talking to her about games and stuff, she's not into it or anything. Yeah. One day, like, like at night, she's like, don't forget to change your weapons. Like she told me that I'm like, I'm going to marry you. And soon, like it was, she was just like very supportive, but I would talk her ear off and she wasn't into gaming. So I, again, you quickly like fall into like figuring out who else is into this stuff. So you go on the Facebook space, you know, all that. So to about two years ago, as I started like being deep into, you know, everything IGN on the website, all the podcasts. And it just, it just got worse and worse. Like I, I started, um, I mean, I, I started like leaving some groups that are a little bit more negative, like beyond was a little, you know, kind of a mess. Um, I think you had, uh, fathers of the grind, Tim Nestor on, and he had somewhat of a similar story. Like you kind of find more intimate, kind of more like, uh, you know, groups with people you connect with a little bit more who aren't going to be as harsh with people. And, uh, I kind of was in the same like groups as him for a while. And the, inspiration came pretty quickly after that that hey i'm gonna try my hand on this and if you notice all the people that you have on your show oh most of them like their podcasts go back about a year maybe 30 episodes you know tops 50 episodes so we all kind of like came up and me personally i was inspired by you know beyond when it was greg and colin and 
I just I went back and listened to all their old stuff. I, you know, I just got really into it, and uh, I was like, man, I'm gonna try this. And it just so happened that I was uh, invited by um, I forget her full name, but it's like Summoner Melanie, if she's listening, shout out to you. She was like, oh, you know, like, uh, do you want to join this other group? And I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, it branched out where everybody started saying, hey, we should start our own podcast. And I rushed to it. I started asking people like in the in the social media space. I was like, who wants to do this? I'm going to start right now tonight. I was researching like microphones. I'm like, I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> I figured out, OK, will you Skype? Yeah, this is what people are doing. And uh, everyone was like, oh, slow down, slow down. So it ended up uh, turning into a group of uh, five people. And we started uh, a podcast. One uh, Imran, shout out to you, Chris. Uh, Matthew Keel, who uh, I think Matthew you know, Keel, or something, yep. and um, uh, Brian Spignoli, uh, like all these guys are all around the world, and that was kind of our thing. So it was like Lebanon, Chicago, London, Philadelphia, and like we just like talk gaming, and then we discovered that everyone else had started this about you know a year or whatever ago, mm-hmm. and then you know I'm a big fan of Fathers of the Grind, you know Nerd Overdrive, of course. Um, there's just like so many people had like started up um, select start um, basically everyone you've had as a guest pretty much <laughs> you've opened my eyes to a few more but like it's so awesome that we're able to live in a day and age where it's accessible to people you know you can do it and you have the technology at your at your fingertips so right now um, looking into doing some other stuff like I said like helping other people produce podcasts. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily have to be like on the mic. I kind of like the, you know, growing the community side, you know, editing things. So it's it's just so exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive, Sean. It is an exciting, you know, the thing that surprised me the most was just how willing everybody was like to set aside some time to talk to me. Like they didn't really even know like what they were getting into. I think now, you know, we've been doing this for a little while. People start to get an idea of what this show is about and what I'm going for. But even just... Early on, the very first episode, I always talk about him, Seamus. He was the guy who just like, I don't even know what you're doing, but I am in. And so I will be eternally grateful. Uh, Seamus is just the man. And I just love that he kind of put his trust in me. I had this idea from another podcast, Mark Maron. He's a comedian. I talk about this a couple times on the show, but it really it really does like this isn't a new format. This is something that, that I completely ripped off of somewhere else and applied it to the video game space because I, I thought there's another story to be told. There's so many stories to be told every week. And I'm not, I'm not as good about talking about the news, about compiling the news. I've even tried it before. I've tried doing the news type of thing and commenting on that. Um, but this is like, it just feels natural to me. Like we just, we've never met before. We've kind of been talking on email for a little bit, but it's just like, I heard you on on Nerd Overdrive, and I'm just like, this guy's amazing. Like, I'm so glad that we're going to connect and talk about this. So I just, I'm enjoying every every episode that I continue to do. Is just kind of like, I did. I thought the last one that I did was going to be the last one. Not in terms of quitting, because I've come over that bump. I think it was about three or four episodes, and I'm like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of, like, I, I was com- completely outside of my comfort zone for sure. But it, I think everybody that does anything creative and enters that scary space turns a corner 
and things start to get a little bit easier. You don't get like that, the nervous butterflies before you're interviewing somebody you've never met before. And like, I have no real interview skills. I learned by osmosis. I've been like listening to podcasts for years and years and all sorts of different types of podcasts. And so, yeah, man, I just, I'm so grateful that you approached me. Let's talk about, uh, actually, first, I want to ask you, how is your, how is your wife deal? Let's talk about the significant others. How is your wife deal with your obsession of podcasts? Because my wife is starting to come around, but she spent the last couple of years kind of like shaking her head. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> my, my wife is, is the most amazing person because like, um, and you'll, you'll be into this. Like when I met her, like we, as soon as I met her, we didn't spend any time apart. So she like worked near where I lived. So in our first year, I think we were apart for like five days where we didn't see each other, but every other day, we were meeting up, spending time, and she's always been really down on like adopting our like common common things we can share. So like hobbies, oh, cool. etc. Like she sat down and uh, she sh- she showed me a post from five years ago, and it's like Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. I'm trying to rush to my car before the city starts on fire. And <laughs> she met me, and uh, this was three three years ago. So like two years after that. And I and hockey season was starting, and I was like, "All right, there's something you have to know about me. We're huge Hawks fans, yes. and we're really into it. And they they just started winning for real, but we've always been fans." Mm-hmm. So she learned the game. She she made a prediction, and again, you'll appreciate this. She made a prediction in the playoffs one year where she's like, "Okay, we're all predicting the score." She's like, "It's going to be four to two in overtime." What? And then Wait. we were like, that can't happen yeah. because once you score once. So she had said it. Sure enough, there was a disallowed goal, which and then we score. And, and you may remember this. I believe it was the Red Wings. There was a disallowed goal. So we actually did have to score two. And we were blown away. We're like, this isn't possible. But um, she became a Hawks fan. Like she was uh, walking downtown one day and she's like, yeah, so I'm walking downtown and I see this guy. And I started getting really negative feelings about him. Like, man, I hate this dude. And what's up? And she's like, and then I realized he was wearing a Boston Bruins jersey. And she's like, I'm a Hawks fan. Like, she, <laughs> she was like, didn't even know. But she's great. If I didn't um, discover the social aspect, because as I was like getting more into like IGN and gaming news and, you know, refreshing that like a billion times a day, um, as I was absorbing things, I wanted to re-talk about it, which is kind of why we do what we do. It's like. Right. We want to feel part of it. We want to like kind of mimic what we love a little bit, you know, being involved. So, you know, again, I was like really inspired by Colin and Greg and I would share with her like these stories. I'm like, oh, they said this. That was funny. It's great because of this and, you know, all the things. But when you're not into it and she's not like a huge gamer, she loves, you know, uh, Mario Kart and the N64. I, she I felt like I would eventually have broke her if if I didn't find another outlet. So mm-hmm. I did in the nick of time and, you know, got into the social space and different gaming groups. And that was like really the saving grace for uh for my uh what was gonna be my marriage. <laughs> that's hilarious that you kinda of, that's that like a completely opposite side that I was expecting, but it's totally true where like sometimes we, we look to our significant others for understanding and just kinda of go like go do your thing. But really it's about just finding more people to kind of redirect that energy into a different space. And I love that about this. Like I'm, you're right. I totally would be driving my wife absolutely crazy if I like sat down with her an hour a week and 
<laughs> just yeah. like completely obsessed about video games. Like she knows that I'm taking the week off for for E3, which we are. This episode will air after E3, so I hope you had a great time. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah, I was I was kind of wondering about. I can't that. believe they announced that stuff and that thing yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be crazy. But like, real quick, the the thing about it is. Like she supports me and like podcasting is a lot of work, especially if you're involved in certain things. Like that's kind of why I had some trouble with the last podcast I was in. It was a lot of uh, a lot of streams. So, you know, I, I like to put a lot of quality attention into each uh, recording. So I was kind of stitching together the work of five, six, like, you know, audio streams and doing that, oh trying to add the bumpers and the music and stuff like that. So it was a lot. And, you know, the, the guys tried to help, but it's really like I had the majority of the time. So it kind of fell on me like a lot. So you have to, you have to either spread it out amongst people or you have to get really good and quick like yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything about the way you put together your show, which is why I was asking if you need the help. Cause usually it does take time. So if you're doing it alone, you know, you got a plan. I know you're recruiting people. You know, I know that you're scheduling, you know, you're really, very efficient about like scheduling me and all that. So it takes a lot of time. So you do need that support of your, you know, significant other, because, you know, it'll take us some hours to put together just an hour show, uh, especially if you're doing it like you are, which you should on time each week. And, you know, people appreciate that. So all of it takes effort. And uh, nobody is going to like um, recognize that like more than me, because like I look at other people and I can just tell I'm like, man, this this production quality is high. And, you know, you need that support. So you're totally right. Oh, thanks, man. Well, let's talk a little bit about like, what what did you have? We'll talk just very briefly about this. We can kind of get into the nitty gritty. I think we're both on board about this in case nobody else has kind of picked up on this. And Tony, we're, we're going to be a team now. <laughs> At least it seems like we're going to try this out a little bit. And there's no obligation, of course. Um, if if uh, you find that after a couple of weeks, you're like, you know what, man, I'm going to go do some or maybe you find that you want to do your own. I'm actually shocked that you're not doing your own podcast. I had the same conversation with Greg Kozlowski <laughs> and like he's just he's an equally passionate I heard you, dude. I heard you try to convince him. He's got to do air. it, man. Greg, come on. I know you're listening. He's Even like, sports. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got saying. Well, funny. by the time we've listened to this, I'm hoping that we've had him back actually for some E3 reactions. So I got ideas. I got so many ideas and I got a, like a wealth of experience. Now, again, that one podcast went for a year. And like I said, I think we went almost up to like 35, 40 episodes. So we did a lot of non-releases because we got so busy. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk and we can, you know, we can always, you know, improve. And like, I just... I, something there's certain people like who just want to see others you know have the fun too so again if there's anybody listening who wants to get into it like you said one time on one of your previous shows just do it just try because you can have a lot of fun you number one do it you know with your with uh friends if you Mm -hmm. can and do it for fun because you know it's nice You'll, you'll know you'll know pretty quickly if you're gonna have fun doing it, but definitely try. It's one awesome. of the one of the quick things I'll say on that topic, and then we'll move on. Is anybody who's kind of like starting this out, do not look at numbers. <laughs> just you really can't. <laughs> just don't, because they're going to be miserable at this. Like, and if you if you ignore that, and if you're doing things for like the right reasons, at least I believe, and and you have to have like kind of a little bit of magic happen as well. Things start to grow. And so like I like we do another podcast on We the Nerdy called Nerdflix and Chill. And uh, I brought on a guy who is new to podcasting. And I said to him, same thing, because he was very we all come into this with the same sort of mindset. We know all the things that we want to achieve and some of the metrics that are indicators of achieving those certain things. And it's like 
you want to stay on top of those, but they don't matter probably for the first, I don't even know what the number of, of months is. It could be even be for years and years. Like you just, you just don't look at that. So that's sort of the, the approach that I took. And then I got very, very lucky that people want to listen to the show and that people want to be a part of it. And now like to, you're just taking it to the next level that not only do you want to be on the show, you want to listen to you. You've listened to, I don't know how many episodes. And then you actually want to produce the show. This is like, this is like a dream come true. So I say like, I don't really, uh, I don't deal too well with this sort of like generosity. So if I'm feeling kind of like, or if I seem weird about it, um, it's not you. It's totally me. I'll talk to, to <laughs> Zach Erickson from uh, Nintendo Dads. I'm going to sit down on his couch one of these days and we're going to talk <laughs> it over. <laughs> yeah. On that point too, if you want to get an even more inside baseball, like the metrics of knowing if you're doing quote unquote well or not iTunes, YouTube, you know, SoundCloud, there's, there's surprisingly, there's a a limited amount that you can do to see who's listening, downloading and complete. I mean, it's similar to how like TV networks do. Like once the DVR came in, they kind of messed up their, their, their metrics. Same thing with podcasting. No one's really doing a whole lot of like letting you track who's listening exactly and for how long you can do some paid things but again inside baseball it's it's difficult anyway so you're totally right for for that reason and others you you know do what you love you know while while you love it and uh you know just you know keep going it's a cool out like if you have different hobbies and obviously sitting down and playing games is one but if you think that it's for you you know talking about it and discussing breaking it down interviewing people like you're doing you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a great outlet to be honest, it's helped me even professionally in the job that I actually do get paid for. I feel like even just having a dedicated time to sit and have a conversation, like we don't do that anymore. Like I don't even do that with my wife anymore. We live in the same house. We don't have like we don't call each other when we're like on our way to each other's houses because we're we live together. Like we when we lived apart, I would be driving for half an hour and I would call her on my way over. So like you would have those, but that's really kind of gone. So it's it's nice just to have that dedicated time to practice a new set of skills, expand. And I feel like I just have like a whole new appreciation for games itself. I'm playing different types of games than I ever played before because uh, like even Pokemon, I don't know how many times I've had people come on here and say like, I grew up with Pokemon. Like I don't get it, but I feel your passion and I have to find out what is going on with this thing the kids are calling Pokemon. So <laughs> go back and play Pokemon Yellow. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you got you have a great like uh you know a point there and I I never really thought about it mainly because I consume so much conversational podcast for so long, but you're totally right. Like when do you sit down and have conversations with people? To me, I was like on board. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is deep. This is exactly what people should be doing. They should be sharing um, but the the communication outlet, like especially through speech, a lot of people are doing it online, you know, typing out. Yeah, you're totally right. It is kind of a a unique thing. I never thought about it that way before. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Right, right before we sat down to do this, I've been uh, I've been emailing my brother who lives in Vancouver, which is a good 12 hour drive away from where I live. Not everybody in Canada like knows each other or is close to each other. Um, and I was like. <laughs> I was thinking he was asking me earlier um, if he should buy a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox. And I'm like, my brother would be a great person to have on. Like, he's not even like really into games. But back in the day, like we would play. We never had consoles back in the house. We would we would have to rent them around birthday parties. But I think like we have a unique kind of take on like our family did anyways, had, had a unique upbringing 
with video games because we loved them so much, but we weren't really allowed to have them. But we got just enough that um, we have kind of strange encounters with video games. And so I thought about having him on the show, my older brother or my younger brother, or um, just kind of people that I know personally, like very close to me. And it, it reminded me of when I saw Kevin Smith at New York Comic Con. I believe he tells us kind of to everybody, but um, podcasting is a great way of just documenting your relationship with whoever it is that you're talking to. And like, how can that be? What better way to kind of relate with the people close to you than to record it? And you kind of like immortalize that conversation that you have with people who are very close to you. So I've been I've been thinking a lot about that lately. That one of the reasons that I haven't quite done it yet is because um, people might. I would say the one reason it's not really a good one is uh, people will make fun of us for how similarly we similar we are. <laughs> I think we'll like laugh and people will be like, I don't know who that who that was. So, yeah, but I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing. And the people like it's a very interesting what you're saying right now, too, because there, there's a common thread in what we're talking about here. Like in my space, it's gaming. Like I'm into all types of, you know, talk radio, et cetera. But w- once you have just at least a thin baseline of like, hey, this is related to X, Y, Z, you know, that's where people flock to. So gamers stick with gamers. So doing it with just like a family member, someone you're close to and just talking and recording it. Like, again, it's it's just like a home video. It's like showing pictures yeah. of your kids. The people who are going to be most into it are the people who have some commonality with you. So anyone in your, you know, immediate family or friend group would definitely, like, be into it and listen. The best uh, the best way you can, like, uh, grow a podcast usually is by actually making friendships. And then people mm-hmm. will be like, oh, yeah, I want to hear my friend Sean's podcast. And that's kind of how it goes. So you usually do need some type of common thread to keep it interesting for people. But immortalize it. Why not? I mean, I keep a common YouTube um, for all my family. So it's like nice. Ian family videos. And I try to, like put them up there. So, hey, everybody post your videos here. I mean, it's a, it's a different concept, but, um, it's definitely, definitely trying to do that. Like you think very deeply, Sean, I'm really into that. So that's (laughs) awesome. Like, I'm going to blow your mind a little bit too. We had a segment on the platinum achievement podcast. Any listeners go ahead and search it out. YouTube, uh, Facebook groups, the platinum achievement podcast. Great guys um, doing that. But we had a segment called Talking Games with Non-Gamers. Yeah. And I would whip out a recorder and ask them game-related questions. And we didn't do it enough because it was hilarious. When you talk gaming with people who, like, <laughs> haven't played games in a while, I would I was interviewing my sisters and my mom and, like, all kinds of people. Yeah. Like, it was great. And, like, we had a, some decent number of followers. I'm like, say hello to my followers. She's like, all right, hello. It's just like... <laughs> It was like great, and as things came out, my sister's like, "Remember when we used to play Midnight Club on the Xbox?" Yeah, man. And, and it was like Midnight Club Two, whatever. And I'm like, "Man, it was it was just so beneficial." So I would encourage people to do that too. That's a great idea, Sean. Like talk with people, talking games with non gamers was a great segment. I wish we would have done more with it. That's really it's very funny. funny. Very funny. That's so fun. okay. So let's go back to let's go back to when you're talking about IGN. I, I got the sense that maybe like that is that part of the aspiration for you? Is that why you wanted to? To talk about a tour of IGN, is that part of the goal? <laughs> I have lots of ideas. I come from a marketing background and uh, I do video production. Um, so like you were saying, my profession feeds into the hobby and the hobby feeds back into the profession. So now I can totally tell people that I know how to do like basic audio engineering to, you know, make people sound better. You know, I know how to edit like when it's more audio focused now. So I, I got into a lot of that. But, you know, the thing about 
you know, these, these gaming sites is, you know, competition is great. So, you know, there's, you know, Kotaku and to a lesser extent Polygon and like IGN, like to me, this is, this is amazing type stuff. Cause it's, it's my main thing. Gaming is my, my hub. So I, you know, I rush there and you know, I have the, the IGN app and like I'm refreshing it. I consume like 16 hours of podcasts a week. A lot of it is the IGN stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, love it, love gaming. So then when you look at what we're doing, I think, uh, and you talked to somebody recently about this, like when you visited IGN, you came away with this feeling. And by the way, I'm the same age as you. I'm 31. I know it doesn't like, I don't look. There's no way. I, yeah. Yeah. See, I, man, know. I, I like, never yeah, know. You're super young. I'm you like, are. I thought you, were like you just shared your age, like a couple episodes back or, you know, very recently. So I'm like, Oh, we're the same age. But, um, it's one of my dreams to go and see it. Cause you know, I respect the people who put a lot of their time and schooling into, you know, you look at like Greg's story or, or Alana's story or like any of these people's story. And they, they made a lot of sacrifices. They made a lot of moves. They put a lot of themselves out there. They dealt with rejection and eventually got in. But, um, the, the playing, the, the, there's a level playing field out there with technology. And then when you just interviewed the guy from, uh, who was doing tech radar and, uh, what was yeah, the other Gabe. Yeah, Gabe. So he was kind of sharing like everybody's remote. So they appreciate when people, you know, haul their life there. And they're like, like Greg would tell people, he's like, you know, if you want to do it, you better, you know, go all in, like move to, you know, San Francisco, if you want to go to IGN or move to, you know, Canada, if you want to go to this, you know, be a part of this, uh, you know, publisher or whatever it is. So it's like, I respect that a lot. Yeah, man. And I think you have to temper it like two ways. You came away, uh, I kind of got the feeling that you're like, man, it's kind of depressing because I'll never like be at that level. But um, temper your goals, yes. But if you're good at what you do and you're ready to like go all in, then you can get there. And you recognize that they have teams of people and everybody doing their little niche task and make sure that, you know, they become a hub. So like you got the coding, even looking at the podcast, it's like the UK, the Xbox, the PlayStation, the Fallout, the new Overwatch one, Game Scoop, you know, like all of these things, you have a lot of people doing their bit. So right. you should just recognize and, you know, again, I'm a big uh, fan of yours that you are talented in what you do, maybe not everything. And if we banded together and we found out that, you know, you're good host i'm a good producer someone else is a good coder you can become an ign you really can um but you know you don't necessarily have to do that because you may never topple them so why you know in a way it's kind of like why try my own personal aspirations is to just you know i'd like to have a show or be part of a show that has uh you know i think we had like just 200 subs on youtube and you know a thousand downloads a week or whatever and on on other outlets that we could track again it's kind of hard right but that's enough for me personally um having the fun i like someone just told me recently when you talk about your future plans you sound kind of like loony because i i have a strong belief that we could get there like you know if if you have quality people and the right amount of passion and the attention to detail and you try to put out quality things Mm -hmm. that you could go there. So I would encourage you that don't feel too down about it. You just have, well, it was short lived for sure. Like it was, it was, it was weird. And I just wanted to kind of share that, that very quick roller coaster that, that I went through and that like, I I had just an amazing three or four days right there, right? Like with everything with, with IGN and then the kind of funny. And it was just, I don't know. Like I, I, my wife knows is better 
about me than anybody really, which is why we're so good together. And and I feel oddly safe sharing it with everybody who listens because I think that we all kind of have a more real side to us than maybe we put out there on the internet. And I don't mind sharing that. I feel like that's sort of like the value. And I hope that, that people enjoy that about this show. But like, to be honest, like it was just, I enjoyed every second I was there. I was just in complete awe. And if I really, you said I was a deep thinker, like I, I do sometimes get into some really like thought exercises with myself. Like if I really think about why I was low, it was probably because I was so high when I was there, it was just so incredible, so unbelievable. Like one of those things that you would you'd never expect to see, and also something that you would probably build up in your own head and ex- maybe expect to be disappointed. But I wasn't at all. <laughs> That's like awesome. it totally like met well at least my expectations. Like it really was just an office. Like there's there's nothing really like it's not a building that floats in the sky like Bioshock Infinite like it's it's still like you just walk into it like off the street you go up the elevator and then oh, it's dude, IGN stop stop painting, <laughs> stop painting the picture for me when they started doing the live video of like the office tours like don't even get me started I was like oh my god it's like some people want to have a bucket list or whatever you want to yep. call it some people want to go to talk Paris about list. I want to go to IGN and I yep. want to talk to if even if I could have met like Jared, like see that's the thing I couldn't have gone on the tour. I would have like crawled up in a little ball, and it's just like, again, it's it's a respect thing. It's yep. a it's like uh you know you have like heroes or you know whatever. Like I, yep. I don't care about you know the Kardashians. I don't care about you know Kanye. Sorry, certain people out there, listeners. Sorry, not sorry. But like I like people who pursue their passions, mm-hmm. and I like people who I I do believe they're genuine. I think you. You have to be as to a certain extent, especially when you do so many shows. So, you know, when you share yourself again, going back to Colin and Greg, when they did their last show uh, at IGN and they're crying, like, I I don't think I was fully crying, but I felt the emotions, you know, I could have, I guess, but like, I was, was, man, I was like a little baby, I was blubbering like a baby. They let you feel like you were right there. Like Jared, when he was sharing about what happened with his wife, like Alana, like being away from home, like like you have that where you're sharing. One thing that you talk about with all of your guests is you're, again, this is kind of like I noticed because I listen to so many shows back to back, but you always want to ask people about how they're upbringing was like in high school and school like yeah. elementary where did you have to hide it yeah your 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 passion your your love for gaming because i you know like you're sharing your side of it and you ask them so it sticks with you and it's something that's important and that's we all had it we either again were bullied about it or not and you know we're all able to connect on that level so you know you're doing that type of thing so it's 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 awesome to you know, relate to people. And again, when you've listened to as many episodes as I have and gotten to know, you know, what you think is getting to know people, uh, you, you build those connections. So that's why, you know, visiting IGN, you know, talking to those people, you know, et cetera, that would be really great. And, uh, I think they're really good, uh, people to look up to because, you know, they, they, you know, work hard or whatever, and they, you know, do what they love. Certain people in this world will tell you at some point people stop telling you, you can do anything, but yep. it's, it's really true. And I try to retell people that now, like younger people, older people, like you can do it again, technology levels, the playing field, but also, you know, we're all made with certain like attributes and gifts and talents. 
And if you do that and, you know, how they say, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never, you know, work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. It's true. Just do it as much as possible. A lot of people are shoehorned due to, you know, different difficulties, but definitely go for it. So that's my that's my like top. Um, I would really like to go to San Francisco, etc. You know, the the kind of funny guys, you know, it's it's it, it would all be it would all be excellent. I'm a big fan. Man, I am feeling the rise above the the. It's like having Ray Osorio, El Capitan, on this show all over again. I just, <laughs> I am like overcome with positivity. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna spend the rest of the day doing this podcast, and I'm gonna do like reaction. Like this is it. This is, I am just like. I'm on cloud nine right now, man. Thank yeah. you so much. This is, oh, we're going to have there's, a good time together. There's a culture out there that yeah. is on board with kind of stuff that I'm talking about, that you talk about, that Phoenix Overdrive is really good about. And, you know, we try to be more positive. I just met somebody, oh, I'm going to have to look up his name. He was uh, talking about, he's in the Phoenix Overdrive group, just talking about how he wants to create a company that's going to try to, you know, change the world by making you know, a positive atmosphere in the gaming space. Yeah. He was talking about coming out with like, well, I'm not going to ruin it. I don't want to market for him like too much before he's ready. But like, I want to connect with these type of people and, you know, kind of give back because if you, if you read Kotaku or you read Polygon, mm. there's a lot of bad stuff going on around, around, out there. Um, again, I kind of had to leave some of the groups like beyond and stuff because like, hey, join a Facebook group. And I did. And it was like not welcoming or nice at all. So I was like, oh, these. so, you know, you, you want to be part of something, but I want to be part of something positive as well. I think that's a very mature part about being like a member of the gaming community is like just discovering what, what parts are good for you. Like, I, I think just growing up, identifying where positivity is helping you and where negativity is where it's something you can like, like leave behind. I mean, the I won't belabor the point about the podcast beyond group too much uh i'm sure we have people who are part of that there's group. great people in there absolutely i'm friends with people in there it's just you know you're never going to get along with everybody that's the only thing basically to totally. nail it down there's like a billion people in there i know it's it's crazy but yeah like my my, my point is really just it's a grown-up thing to do to say um this is negative it, may, it doesn't make me feel good i don't need it in my life to walk away I think is something that isn't really in us really. I, th I think naturally we want to be, we're social creatures. We want to be part of a group. We like almost that no matter what cost. And I think a lot of us, especially gamers kind of growing up, it's like, well, I didn't have a group growing up, so I will just be, I'll take it. Even if it's, even if it's negative. And that's interesting. That's yeah, very interesting. Just growing wow. up, man. It's just about, there's only life is too short to waste mm -hmm. on negative energy. So Whatever that is, maybe Beyond is a positive space for some people, so that's totally great for them. For me, uh, it's more like in the kind of funny group. It's more in like We the Nerdy and, and Nerd Overdrive and all these different places. I am totally with you. Just focus on what makes everybody happy and, and just put, put more energy into that because what you get out of it is like, is like way more. But holy, it's just like we're singing Kumbaya on this episode, right? We're sitting around. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Podcast, find, find your space. You know, it's, yeah, it's a big internet. It's a big, it's a big gaming and, and PC and all that community. So, you know, there's people out there. Go make some best friends. Uh, just like they kind of talk about. They're out there. Just I find love them. it. Well, I'm not done with you yet because you mentioned PC gaming. I heard you on Nerd uh -oh. Overdrive. Let's get into this. I'm actually going to, I'm going to pretend like I didn't just listen to that episode yesterday. And, uh, because I think we'll cover some of the same stuff. So sorry for anybody who listens to both, but let's get into this PC thing because I'm, 
I'm very I, I miss PC gaming quite a bit. It's really like what the only thing I was allowed to do in in my upbringing for some like we had the PC as an educational piece. It was for word processing. But my brothers and I, we kind of figured out a way to get bad Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat ports onto our PC. So that was my that was my way of of gaming. How, why now? Why are you into PC gaming now? It couldn't be more expensive. Well, <laughs> it's more now um, than it ever has been. Uh, I, again, I'm, I do a lot of video production, like for, you know, freelance work and also a church that I help out. Um, so I do a lot of rendering of very large 1080p videos. So I was doing the podcasting before and like my system would chug, you know, doing everything. So I'd been needing a, a stronger machine, um, for a while. And the people, the PC people that I knew were in the, you know, Phoenix Overdrive group, you know, like Lee, Lee Navarro is a guru and he would always like kind of talk about PC master race in the gaming space. But it was also apparent to me that I needed to do something. So um, when, when you break it down and you follow the advice of everybody, including what you find online, you really should, you know, build your own. So it's intimidating. I have a... Um, uh, how did like, you get started? Like you're doing research, obviously. Like how oh, did, did you build it I'm yourself? I'm a big like, researcher. What? Before yeah. I podcasted, before I did, you know, any, you know, video editing way back in the day, before anything, I'm a big like planner. So I went to university on it. Like I read every guide, so many videos or whatever. And by the time I actually physically saw everything come in like, uh, like the components, like I bought a, a, a base hub used and then we like upgraded the internals. So when you see it in front of you and you have the head knowledge, you can see like everything plugs into one particular place. Like I think you you were saying before. So, you know, you you get somebody who's going to help you and then you build your own and you'll you'll learn as you go. You know, there's so much help online. And as far as the gaming what surprised me is like I played uh, Overwatch on Xbox during the beta and it was good. But when I I'm capable now of like the ultra whatever setting. So it's 60 frames, you know, no 14, big deal. 1440. <laughs> like it's when I started Overwatch, I had pure joy. And there's certain times in your life where you experience those wow moments. Like I think everyone like you, you kind of sent to Mario 64 and the 3D space and like you know, when you, uh, or crane of time, when you first enter the field or like mm -hmm. your very first game ever, which is, you know, different for everyone. You have these, like you're chasing the dragon of those moments. And I had another one. I had a, I understood what it meant to, you know, look at the quality and the frame rate and feel like, okay, wow, this is better. You know, this is better. You right. know what I mean? So yeah, it's been great. Um, there's nothing I, quite like spending, over what did you probably over a thousand dollars and going yeah that was worthwhile yeah i think well i got really blessed with it so somebody in one of the the facebook groups was selling a a, a system for 900 nice or something or somewhere around there and then i you know upgraded you know things and i have to you know go dual sli with the, the graphics cards eventually but yeah it's um lee navarro was like telling me like I should have went <laughs> NVIDIA and I'm like I asked you what should I get I'm like I got to use it anyway I'll change the the GPU like whatever like everybody's like in the PC space once you taste it then you know it's the addiction and you mm -hmm. hear about everybody I need the latest greatest whatever 
And I'm like, okay, like I'm still, I'm still not there yet, but it is something where, you know, you get into it once your eyes open and you say, wow, this is, you know, different. You always want the best of the best. So the PC community that I'm just getting into is very funny. Like in the, in the console space, you have things like, uh, <laughs> you have like wars between people over, you know, which console is better. But then once you get into the PC realm, it's the same thing. Like there's like Nvidia is better than AMD and like, you know, how like you need 60 frames per second. They're like, no, I don't. And like, it just kind of goes back and forth. It's, it's funny. Like it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to more games that will push the machine, which everybody wants to do. Um, and I played a lot, so many games on console that I'm trying to look for like ex- exclusive PCs. So, you know, we'll get into that. I and love that you had, you great. just had like a wow moment. Like you mentioned, I love that that even can exist in 2016 where like, I'm getting a little pessimistic. I feel like I've seen and played, everything and i'll just kind of get a new version of that i was there i've i've been there for the last three months for the last three four months i had you know there's still things that i haven't played but i was like rotating between like halo and fallout and metal gear and yeah like four other games i finally finished tomb raider and i i didn't get that like you know um you know that amazing amazing some of metal gear was like mind-blowing but like I, I was waiting, so I'm glad that I have the PC now to kind of experience things at a higher frame rate, a uh, higher resolution. And the burning you know, question awesome. that I have is, how enormous is your mouse pad? My my impression of oh, PC super gaming tiny. Is, oh, no, is it? Well, <laughs> I game I game right now with the controller until I can get my mouse keyboard skills up. It's it's it hurts my hands. Like I mean, it's it's not natural for me the claw like because yep. of different things. Like I change my shortcuts when I video edit, but like. It's a rough thing. Like it's it's going to be a transition, but um, I know a bunch of people who are playing with the you know Xbox controller on PC for Overwatch. Like I'm wrecking. Like I'm not seeing any you know deficiency. If I was playing like Counter Counter Strike, I'd be dead. But you know certain things you can get away with it for a while. So guys who've been playing Counter Strike have been doing it for what 15 years now. Like it's crazy. That's that's insane. Or like some sort of version of it, like with Team Fortress and stuff like that. I love it. Um, What's your, like, where are you at with, like, game of the year kind of stuff? Like, is it Overwatch? Is there anything that can beat it? Or what else have you been playing this year? Like, there's certain games, well, this year has been somewhat thin, in my opinion. I mean, uh, Witcher was last year, right? Yep. Yeah, so. About this time last year, actually. Yeah, I, think. I don't play certain things, like, uh, you know, like, again, like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Christian. I try not to do, like, certain games. Like, I won't play, like, Doom, because it's, like, you know, straight up, like, oh, let's right go. Into hell. You're in hell with <laughs> demons. And I'm like, it's not, like, my cup of tea, but. Totally. Um, certain things, you know, I don't, I don't play, but, like, I've, I play a lot of games. Like, I'm just kind of chasing that dragon of, like, what's going to really blow me away? And I've been waiting for, like, a, an RPG. I was going to talk to you about. You know, some of the because I know you were talking about tails like it went Let's on sale for it. like three bucks. Yeah. And I was like, should I do it? I've never done it. Like I'm looking for like a, a deep battle system, etc. Yeah. But like I am um, I think I'm waiting. I, I can't name something that's really blown me away uh, this year. Um, what's your game of the year right now? I think for Overwatch, me, it, I guess you should, I should say it's for you. Yeah, it, pretty polished, pretty, it, pretty sharp. I have a I have a storied history with with Blizzard. It's I didn't realize that like when I was younger playing the original Warcraft, like not even Warcraft two, like the original real time strategy game. I didn't realize that I was playing a game built by some of. The, I would don't even want to say some of. They share. They're they're at that top level develop. Like they are the best. 
They're yeah. there with I don't even know who I can put up with Blizzard. They are the best. They've and been I had, doing it so long and so right. Totally. Like, and I had no inside information about it. I was just playing Warcraft. It turns out that they would grow to become like the biggest and the best, and and continue on that that tradition that uh, creating magical games that I fell in love with with the original one. So I'm really looking forward to getting into Overwatch. I haven't at the time of this recording. It's on my it's on my birthday list. So Dude, do it. Man. I know, but it's funny <laughs> that you say that this year's thin because I'm feeling like completely overwhelmed. But part of that is I'm not being. I haven't been very good about sifting through the releases and going this i'm going to dedicate my time to this or this and and ignoring what i would in other years probably consider to just be noise um i'm i'm getting pulled in by a lot of hype by a lot of these different games sometimes it hits sometimes it doesn't i think the one thing i think i've said before the, the one i really got pulled into was the division i got pulled in by the hype it hasn't really hooked me a friend of mine just got it so i'm going to give it another go um doom has uh I think is phenomenal in terms of just a shooter, but my game of the year is probably Uncharted Four. Oh, you see, yeah, and I've been waiting for PlayStation to release. Like, I pre-ordered PSVR, and I'm gonna like at least try it out with like my brother who doesn't live far away with his PlayStation. But yes. I'm like, look, I'm gonna get the headset. I'm gonna, you know, like you're gonna give me your PlayStation for a while. I'll let you have the headset in the system. So like, I. I was an, I've been an Xbox person for quite a while. You know, I really love Halo and things like that. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I'm a big proponent of saying, like, I prefer the controller and the online space and the Me store. You too. know, there's a lot of legit reasons. But um, I haven't played through and finished The Last of Us, which obviously is the best, you know, amazing. And, you know, things like that, like things like PlayStation exclusives, I like I couldn't I can't wait the thing that might derail this whole train of saying, I'm going to go PlayStation, I'm going to have both systems, blah, blah, all this stuff, is now the VR has been my my top. I would mm-hmm. been, I've been on the VR board for, uh, train for a while saying that this is going to be what is next, what's going to be blowing everybody's mind, etc. So, you know, I really hope that xbox and oculus might do something we won't know by the time of this recording you will everyone listening to this will know they're like, like obviously yeah, oculus and, and xbox blah, blah, blah. like they came out with this but um yeah i can't wait to go back and play the great playstation stuff like uncharted finish up last of us you know all, all that like exclusive stuff it would be really really awesome to experience because they do have some gems over there i know that definitely and it's you know part of being having all the consoles, it does add a bit of stress. But I think that if you just kind of like focus to when I know a couple of my friends have done it on purpose to say, I'm only playing on this console because I simply don't have time for everything else. And I don't even want to like, I don't even want to open the door. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm, what I've been experiencing over the last little while. Um, I've got games like dark souls three that I, I just don't know when I'm going to get to. And the other thing about dark souls is like, I ha- I feel a, a bigger connection to a stronger connection to bloodborne and I, I could play Bloodborne forever, and I, I feel like, why would I play kind of Dark Souls before I play that? Um, Battleborn, I want to give at least a shot before I even jump into Overwatch. I feel like it sort of deserves, because I just love um, Borderlands. My wife and I played co-op through Borderlands. It was uh, one of my first Platinums that I got, the first Borderlands. And I just love that style, like uh, the games that those guys are making, and now bringing it to kind of a new new arena, I think is interesting. There's just so like I I I recently got um, Star Wars Battlefront on sale. Like that's the problem. I feel like when games go on sale, I just start to 
like pile up on them and then I don't have time for them. So oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be even worse in the PC space with all the summer sales, etc. I know. But, like Star Wars was it didn't have the soul of the previous Battlefront games, but I mean, everyone, you you said you played it, right? Because the audio, man. the audio visual is like, I don't know, I don't think they could could have done better audio visual. Like it looks insane, but then I can't play more than like three four matches without kind of getting bored with it. But yeah, that that was amazing. Um, I think that there's a lot out there right now, but I'm just kind of looking for the perfect storm combination. Mm-hmm. So like like I said, you know, last year you know Metal Gear did some great things. I love Fallout, love Halo, love all these things. But I feel like there's there's always something wrong, something off about it. Like again, I'm sure if I was a Witcher fan, that would have been my game of the year last last year. You know, I, I, I love our I love RPGs mm-hmm. and, and are you looking forward to I, the game? I'm probably most looking forward to this year, if I'm really honest, is I Am Setsuna, which is sort of like that. That's uh, PS4 exclusive, right? Yeah, it's sort yeah. of like a spiritual successor, I guess, in a way, to Chrono Trigger. And I'm mm. really digging... I have heard back. of that. Yeah, it's, I, I'm really digging the whole like old-school JRPG stuff. I haven't... I didn't make that turn with everybody else where things... Are, like where Final Fantasy XV is going, where it's completely different from like what I remember Final Fantasy <sighs> to be. I'm still stuck in the past. I know I'm old and, and crusty, but that's just the way things go. But I'm looking forward to that big time. I... You know, <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 again is one of these where they're delivering on how it looks and a lot of the key ideas and the mixing the fantasy with the modern and you know a bunch of great ideas coming out of it. But I do not like Kingdom Hearts battle system where me you act, where you action run around. I'm like to me, and when I played the demo, I was like. Uh, this like I was hoping they're like oh um, I played the second one which was supposed to be the tech demo and they're like oh this is not characteristic of what the battle system uh, was in the first demo and it's not the final version and I'm like this is really bad in my yeah. opinion just running around hitting the button I'm like I rather if you had those graphics in that world and and you had something more along the lines of uh what was Ev- Evilus um Final Fantasy they're doing a, a re- remake of it. They just announced. Oh, for Final they had the 12. junction system where, like, you had a party and you were in real space and you walked up to an enemy and it turned into a battle and you had your, uh, you had all your your characters like fight. It's like, oh, when they're fifty percent health, it was like an MMO but a single player. It was like this weird mix. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I, I don't like the Kingdom Hearts battle system, and I don't like the what they did with lightning in Final Fantasy uh, thirteen. What, 13 mm-hmm. hey, and then they did three games of it i was like oh my God. so like <laughs> yeah that's I, the one that you do two sequels to <laughs> it's it's nuts like uh i think there's a this is why i was thinking about tales and persona and like different rpg battle systems i think that they really i would have loved if they would have kept kingdom hearts kingdom hearts battle mm-hmm. system and then final fantasy 15 like go and do something else like hey you know, this didn't work. Let's try something else. You know, I, I don't know. And it's it's interesting because it should be more engaging, an action right. RPG thing. But it it's, I don't know, it's not working for me. So I'm very scared because I want, that they even said, like, this would be Final Fantasy coming back and it's going to, you know, re-engage a bunch of fans. And, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But I I really hope that... They made some refinements, and some people love Kingdom Hearts. I I just do not. 
I don't, I can't do it. I know. I feel like I've got to give it maybe one more, one more try, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I feel like the need is like, you, you kind of said it best. Like it, it's supposed to open things up. It's supposed to make you feel more active in the battle, but it's still within like this bubble that's very restricting. And so I feel like if you had the magic of like all the craziness that you, all the combinations, all the stuff that you had with that turn based, like the old school style. But if you blew that up to like, you don't shift into battle or maybe kind of have that part of an open world, kind of the Western style RPG stuff in there. I think Fallout did that really well with the VAT system, um, mm-hmm. really yeah. just on a, on a combat basis. But if you were to mix, like, I feel like there's huge opportunity for Bethesda <laughs> to come around with like Elder Scrolls. That's an amazing idea you just mentioned. You just mentioned like VATS and Final Fantasy together. There, there may be something there. I don't know. I'm no, I'm no psychologist. Well, this was the, this is the last. Mind. This is the last episode we're gonna create together. We're gonna go off and we're gonna go pitch ideas to game developers. We're gonna be millionaires. That's it. I, I IGN, I believe it was IGN or EGM did a a feature way back in the day. And I keep all of my magazines back when everything was print. And they did if we made an RPG and they had all these ideas and. And it was all these great ideas about battle system and characters or whatever. I just feel like uh, some of the focus testing like destroys a lot of what really could really be like cool uh, RPGs. But yeah, you're right. Like there's a lot of potential in the RPG space. I think a battle system is very important, and I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to somebody, you know, blowing me away with uh, with that. Like uh, I played the Final Fantasy like MMO, and I I love Final Fantasy mm-hmm. in in that there are those common elements, and I'm on board. But, uh, you know, please don't lose me with the, the battle system. Like, give me something, you know, something else. But, yeah, I've, I have ideas for what a great RPG, even if it's not Final Fantasy, would be. And, you know, I'm just hoping to see it. Yeah. I really like it. You know what? I think we'll probably close things off there for today. But I have sure. an idea that I'll, I'll throw by you. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make this happen. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll see if this works out. Um, I think, you know, how I do, like, the intros and the outros and stuff? I think What's that Jason thing? Uh, did I not go that far <laughs> enough to understand? Jason! Jason! It's, Sean! It's from, it's from Heavy Rain, so <laughs> I'm so oh, glad I'm, you asked I'm that. Okay, it's good. from Heavy Rain on the PS3. It's just like this really, really bad part of the game where it's, it, was a, it was a weird game. Like It's, it's French-made, I believe. Like Some of the translations and, and carryover, I feel, didn't really work out. And so there's this part where... Uh, you're playing the part of a dad and you lose your son and his <laughs> the son's name is Jason. So you're, you're in this crowd and you're like screaming for him, but it's, it's one of those press X for Jason uh, and everybody, even though you don't have to, there's no real prompt. You don't get any payoff for it. Everybody just racked on the X button. So you're just <laughs> shouting Jason like constantly, constantly. That's so. funny. That's, that's hilarious. I had no idea what it was from. I'm like, why are they always doing this? Why is the outro so so weird? It's so, so yeah. stupid. Yeah, no, I don't even know. It's just one of those things. I think um, James Mike Lejewski was actually, he reminded me about it. And I'm like, I, I kind of want to have just a stupid thing to, to close out every show. But uh, I would love to have you back, even just part of like the of intro kind of thing. So we can talk about how the show is going. and yeah, what I have the same stuff. idea. Yeah, yeah man. We'll, I think we'll that would be really cool. One thing about E3, and this would probably be the first opportunity for people here, and I'm not sure, but... Everyone, I want it to be known that Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants, accurately predicted that PlayStation would not fight itself and release information on PSVR and the Neo. So we got that like 
you'd predicted it like three, four weeks before. Yeah, man. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> PlayStation came out and they tempered expectations and they said, no, that's, we, we don't want to do two big things at once. And you said that they wouldn't talk about Neo while PSVR was going to be the push. So that tells me that Neo, well, now we're talking about the future past, but mm-hmm. Neo is going to be an even bigger part. So, you know, I mean, VR is going to be an even bigger part of the show. And Which they I do want to focus on it. And you you predicted correctly. And like you said, that's rare. So everybody come to Sean Capri for all of your E3 predictions from now on. Now into the perpetuity. You, well, you, we'll you see. did it. You did it, <laughs> that Sean. Was fun. I feel like that's the one I'm going to be most proud of. Last year, while we're talking about this and while my ego is just absolutely enormous, <laughs> there's it's never been bigger. Thank you so much for that. Um, last year, I wrote a piece for We the Nerdy. I did my predictions in written format before I started doing podcasting. And I had predicted um, backwards compatibility. And I predicted Xbox 360 games being part oh, of being part that? of games with no gold. Way. I really did. I started, I was looking at... That was a bit left field. I mean, now it's like, okay, yeah, but their strategy wasn't fully revealed whenever you were, you were talking about it then. So totally. Great. They were getting killed in the games with gold versus PS Plus because PlayStation was always able to offer all these different things. And... Um, I I saw them kind of moving towards that Windows 10 centric kind of thing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, which happened. And so I, that was, that was one of those moments I talked about it just a couple of times, but people might not know what I'm referencing to when I was watching E3 last year and they announced backwards compatibility, I leapt six feet out of, off my couch. Like I was so excited. I'm like, I called it. <laughs> I yelled up to my wife. It's backwards compatibility. And she's like, I, <laughs> What? I love when you tell that story because I could see it like <laughs> happening. And every time you mentioned that you've taken the week off, it just blew my mind. I was like, why don't I take the week off? It's like amazing. He does. Yeah. So Best it's 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 it's, pre- it. it's pretty nuts. Uh, the thing I want to say about E3 again, since we're doing that future past thing, well, they're going to be listening to this at a particular time. My favorite part of E3 is the and it's available now because yeah. I think the hype level and the attention and all eyes gaming related are you know, wanting. And as soon as you hype everybody up, it it's kind of a disconnect. He's like, and this is available in three months, even though like three and six months later is soon in the gaming space. Mm-hmm. What's even better is go download this right now and play it. So that's my favorite part of E3 is the, and this is available now. And, you know, as a future past prediction, uh, Red Dead um, Redemption will be, you know, the backwards compatible version will be on Xbox, I believe, available now. And, you know, a lot of the demos, you know, will be like, and go download the demo because it's live. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's going to be it's going to be very exciting right now. As of this time, people have, uh, you know, just gotten through, you know, playing that last week and saying, oh, yeah, that was great. But uh, oh, like I so right now in my space, I'm I'm branching out again with the Platinum Achievement podcast that I used to be a part of and, you know, helping you and just I have a bunch of things in the works, but. I, I had this great idea for a podcast and it's a reaction show about your show. So it's all, ta- <laughs> it's talking about we, the gamer cast talking and like breaking cast. it down and having guests on that also are talking about last week's episode. So it's Dude, like, that is it's amazing. really meta. It's really meta. Well, it's like talking it, bad or talking dead. Like the, the Chris oh, Hartwig yeah, show they did amazing. after those shows. Yeah. That's I'll be the really Chris funny. Hartwig to the Sean free. Which the, is also, this is like the Chris Hardwick of, of, 
like amateur podcasts anyways it's like That's people so don't weird. even realize we're recording it's like yeah this is, this is <laughs> i wonder show. if that exists a show about a show about oh, that's really in funny the podcast space. That, that's hilarious there's got to be something for <laughs> some of the bigger stuff out there but i am very humbled by everything that you said this is i i'm really only cutting things off because um we we sort of have it. like a file restriction on how big we can make <laughs> these things so thank you so much um tell everybody where they can find you because you have been awesome everybody should let you know how you are on the internet uh so look up the platinum achievement podcast itunes uh facebook group you know go ahead and join that great group of people there you know shout out again to uh chris matt and ron and uh, brian they are uh, really great guys and doing you know a really great show with different perspectives of people all around the world and then um i'm gonna be helping out you know phoenix uh, overdrive so look up um, nerd overdrive which is the podcast that they do lee wrote this out uh, to me check out phoenix overdrive's content via youtube at youtube.com slash phoenix overdrive or subscribe to us via soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash phoenix overdrive or find us on itunes stitcher google play music and search for nerd overdrive join our discussion via facebook at facebook.com slash group slaps slash phoenix overdrive nation or tweet us at phx underscore overdrive or tweet us at our official podcast at nerd underscore overdrive oh main thing and that was a great impression by the way (laughs) just in case the phoenix overdrive they do an amazing thing where they support extra life and if you don't know what it is it's um raising money for children's miracle network hospitals so it's a really great way of getting into gaming but also giving back so you know look it up it's extra life dot org and then if you want to go uh slash team slash phoenix overdrive 16 on top of raising money and playing games they're doing a raffle and they're giving away uh one of the custom ps4 bundles so the tickets are like super inexpensive you buy raffle tickets and you can you know win one of those so that's really popular again phoenix uh overdrive so get in on that win yourself a console and uh it'd be really awesome so it's good to give back try to do that guys Awesome. Well, thank you again, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Welcome to the end of the show. Thank you so much to Antonio for making time and just for everything. He... I don't even know where to start with this guy. Thank you so much for creating the thumbnail. We're going back and forth. We're just doing a whole bunch of stuff together. This is going to be amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to everybody listening and even just letting me know that you're listening. Special shout-outs to previous guests and people who have just reached out and said, Hey, nice job. People like the Stapletons. Gabe Carey, Neighbor Matt, Tim Router, Fiona McKinnon, Nikki Powell, Gary Gray, Daniel Crowder, Tim Nestor, Justin Masson, Zach Erickson, and Jesse Waldack. Guys, I'm going to see the Nintendo Dads very soon. There's an event in Edmonton happening. We're going we're gonna to go meet up. Steve Tilly, also from Edmonton. Noah Todd, Greg Kozlowski, Kaylee Woomer-Zeiger, James and Josh from the Life of Gaming Podcast, Joey Ferris, PJ Biddle. we got to get you guys on. i got to hear what's going on. How, you, how was your E3? We've got to get, gotta get you back. Arctic Sloth, Franklin Sizemore from the PlayStation Report, Ray and Lee and Rebecca from the Nerd Overdrive. Podcast, Bobby and Alan and Toby from the Geek Cast, Brock from BrockDMcLaughlin.com. I'm sorry I haven't gotten to your reviews yet, dude. And Seamus, my man, 
I told everybody that you were great, and now they know because they didn't go back to listen to the first one like I told them to, but they didn't have to. You came back, and just, what a voice. Holy crap, I need to go, like, pick up an accent or something. We're going to make this really quick, guys, because I just babbled at the beginning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And if you like what's happening on this podcast, a review on iTunes would be incredible. Five stars. Just a little, uh, little something, even just a great job. Written reviews are great. Thank you so much. Find me on Twitter at Sean Capri, at Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. And, uh, oh, what did I ask you at the beginning? I don't know, something about E3. How was your E3? No, Russet Platinums, that was it. Tell me about your Russet Platinums. Email wethegamercast at wethenerdy.com and I will, uh, we'll, we'll visit this next week. Sounds like a good time. Remember, wethenerdy.com hosts this podcast, so be sure to go there. Check out video game reviews and opinion pieces. There's other nerdy goodies. Tons of comic book stuff. I'm always surprised at all the comic book stuff. Um, but also on there, another show that I do. I do a movie podcast. It's called Nerdflix and Chill. It's a We The Nerdies movie podcast. It's with Gary Taru. It publishes every Friday on iTunes and YouTube.com slash We The Nerdy. So uh, subscribe to that. Let us know what you guys think. It's been fun doing that. Last week was episode 8. We reviewed Warcraft, and we went back to, we always do an old movie. We watched The Departed, that one with Leo. 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 So there'll be a new one on Friday at the end of this week. It's like this week, this is is your Monday podcast, movie podcast on Friday. It's kind of how it works. And then in the middle, over on YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru, check out If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby the Nintendo Guru Pauls. It's on iTunes as well and on SoundCloud. Otherwise, this is episode 38 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week. I probably won't record at 3.30 in the morning. Holy crap, I can't believe how late it is. I'll be back. I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!